Hey everybody, welcome to the Husker Cuscast. We are recording this episode on Wednesday, November 16th. I'm your host, Justin, and joining me is my posse, Derek and Tyler. How are you guys doing? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Shut up, LeBron. Nobody <laughs> cares about that. your posse. <laughs> I knew you would love that, Derek. That was just for you. Oh, that makes my head want to explode. On with the show. All right. Uh, you know, we had a great weekend of football this past weekend, tons of upsets. You know, what's strange about this is uh, that when we make our picks, only one of those games was compelling enough for us to talk about in our weekly picks. So for those listening, what we normally do to make our picks, we'll come together and we'll just nominate some ideas to – to talk about to make the picks and then we decide collectively i'll say okay those are the most interesting and compelling games that impact nebraska or the big 10 or whatever the only one that we saw guys was uh usc and washington uh, none of the other upsets were even mentioned and my god there are some upsets uh oh and we and we got all the every one of us got the washington game wrong yeah, that's true. Top it off. I do want to throw out, I did say let's do Iowa-Michigan because I thought Iowa had a shot to make it interesting. So I don't recall my, that. My, I, I definitely did relive the messages. <laughs> if you, uh, I need an excuse for how bad my picks were last week. But, uh, but no, no, yeah, no one saw I, last week coming. Yeah, that, that was a crazy weekend. This is why we watched college football. This is, That was crazy. Oh, I absolutely. Loved it. So, you know – we saw all the upsets and the shuffling of the uh, the playoff committee's top 25. What would you guys think of that? And, you know, obviously with all the upsets that were going to happen, you know, nobody had a great idea or, uh, you know, had any clue on what the playoff committee was going to do. And I don't know if what they did you guys agree with. What do you guys think? You, you know, honestly – them keeping Michigan at number three was just mind-blowing to me. I mean, you lost to a mediocre Iowa team at best, and you didn't drop in the polls at all. I I kind of wonder if maybe they, they're not trying to set it up to where they're trying to make it for two Big Ten teams to make the playoff. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their agenda is here, but well, I, I don't understand how they don't drop. Well, real quick, let's uh, let me uh, just uh, mention the top ten real quick. Number one, Alabama. Two, Ohio State. Three, Michigan. Four, Clemson. Five, Louisville. Six, Washington. Seven, Wisconsin. Eight, Penn State. Oklahoma and Colorado. So we got four Big Ten teams there in the top eight, and most years it's usually SEC teams that fill out that top 10 like that. And I'm just waiting for all the hatred to come out. I was like, Oh, the, the, the committee, they just love the big 10, but I got to say that is impressive to have uh, four teams in the top eight. Well, and you know, I mean, honestly, look, I think it's hard to argue that right now. I mean, the, these four, those four teams are playing good ball. Go ahead. Tyler. You, you know, and, and, and you look at the big 10 and you look at what Michigan did and even the, uh, non-conference beating Colorado right now—that's a damn good victory. They're top ten. Uh, Ohio State beating Oklahoma—you know, Derek. I guess to the point of should Michigan be where they are? I feel like the committee nailed it this week. Um, you know, Louisville—they're a really good team, and I'm not going to take anything away from them. But who have they beaten? Their best win is Florida State. 
I mean, Michigan has beaten Colorado. They've beaten Wisconsin and Penn State. Those are three top ten victories. Against the best victory for Louisville would be, you know, number sixteen or fifteen Florida State. I mean, I, I just I think it's very justified why they're up in top four and they're uh, Louisville's not. Hey, you know what? I just want to add to that Louisville. Uh, did you guys know that Louisville has only beat three teams with a winning record this year? Is that crazy or yeah, what? But they've looked good doing it. Well, 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 I, I get it. I get it. They have. Lamar Jackson's just been tearing it up, and they're, sco- they're, they're scoring. But their strength is The biggest runaway Heisman terrible. ever. I mean, this, this could be the biggest runaway Heisman ever. Louisville is a really good team. And, again, I wouldn't want to play a, against them as Nebraska. But it, if, I believe you got to go off resumes. And the eyeball test matters at just a certain point. And when you start comparing resumes and you look at Louisville and Michigan, I mean, I, I got to give the edge to Michigan 100%. And then Clemson, as much as you know, me and Derek may disagree about the results of that game, Clemson beat Louisville. I mean, that God, that's got to matter. That's got to give them the edge. But, 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 but it was such a close game, and there were so many missed calls in that game. Calls that really affected the game. I I think if the calls have been called that should have been called, Louisville possibly wins that game. I, but that's neither here nor there. I, I would like to get into the fact of the two probably, in my opinion, most underranked teams in, in the committee's uh, poll here. Uh, look, you got West Virginia at 14 behind South or, uh, Southern California. Really? USC with three losses ahead of West Virginia with one loss? I, I think West Virginia should probably be ahead of Oklahoma. Well, Myself. I mean, maybe they haven't played as tough of a schedule, but, I mean, they got smoked by Ohio State. Got smoked. And, and then the other team is uh, Western Michigan, who has beat two Big Ten teams. The toughest conference in the in, in the in the country right now, and they beat two of the teams. Now, granted, they're bottom, more towards the bottom teams, but everybody wants to talk about them being in the MAC and they haven't played anybody, but they have. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely not getting any credit where I believe credit is due. Just being undefeated and buried at twenty one with three lost teams in front of them. That's that's not right. But you know what guys, there's a lot of football to be played and just like last year, it's gonna iron itself. Uh but we gotta get into uh, Minnesota here. Uh what a game last week. You know, we got the win. Tommy Armstrong, he was a super trooper in that one and he carried that one for as bad a football that we've been saying that Tommy Armstrong has been playing over the last few weeks. He actually turned it on, and uh, he had his best quarterback rating since uh, the Northwestern game. And uh, we, I don't know, we, we, we looked really good. We looked powerful. And uh, what did you guys think? Tyler. Well, let's not get too carried away about us looking uh, really good. I mean, that was still a game at the end of the day, uh, you know, they were inside the 20-yard line driving with a chance to tie it taken overtime. I mean, I'm not going to classify this as a Husker classic with a dominance, but what I will say is, Justin, you're right on Tommy Armstrong. I mean, I think play calling helped him, but the fact that he threw for 70% and no turnovers in a big game that, you know, I honestly didn't know if we were going to win, and 
You know, I, I, I mean, that's a gutsy performance. And not only to do that, but to come back in after twe- tweaking his ankle and making that big play with his feet at the end. I mean, that's the difference between Tommy Armstrong and Riker Pike. That play right there. That's what he does that Riker can't do. But, I mean, that game still left a lot to the imagination. I mean, our defense had issues getting off the field in the third down. Our offense still didn't click. Um, you know, scoring 24 points when you have no turnovers, I mean, God, they can't click the way they're supposed to. Um, n- not a great team, but, you know, you beat a 7-2 and two Minnesota. That's, that's, that's still a victory and one you got to be proud of. Big win. Derek, what do you think? You, you, you know, you mentioned Tommy Armstrong, and, I, and I'll give Tommy Armstrong all the credit in the world. You know, they had to carry the guy off the field. Maybe it was him being a pansy. Maybe it was him being that tough. <laughs> I, I don't know. But but at the end of the day, he had a good day. I mean, he won uh, the Big Ten National Player of the Week. Credit to him. He he played great. My concerns are 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 in the. Okay, we had eight penalties for eighty-one yards again. Really, we're this late in the season. We're still having penalty problems. This is terrible. And, and one of and two of the penalties literally led to a Minnesota touchdown on the on their first drive. <laughs> well, you know, you you can't you can't blame uh, Bruce Reed on the twelve men on the punt return. You know. Our pump blocking has been so freaking terrible. He probably wanted to sneak an extra guy out there just to see if he can get away with it to give uh, Pearsonell some extra room, because <laughs> that's the only thing well, I can think of. It's probably well, done on purpose. Well, 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 look, this is how bad our special teams were in this game. We had three punt returns, and we only got one yard out of those three punt returns. Well, one yard. Yeah, but you give one us yard. twelve. You give us twelve and, guys, and we tried, to block. and we tried we're to good. cheat. And we tried to cheat, you know. And, and then, and then on the punt side, we had a negative two-yard punt in this game. A negative two-yard punt. That's this impressive. Wasn't, this wasn't a block punt. This there was nobody touched the ball. It was just sky, and it bounced back twenty yards. I mean, it wasn't a good punt. But I mean, uh, where, where are the special teams? Are you going to tell me that in twenty yards that that ball bounced back? Not one guy could get to that ball, stop it before it got to negative two yards. I, I, I've never seen a punt like that. Yeah, that I, I felt bad. bad for Lightborn after that because there's nobody that felt worse in that stadium than he, and it, I, it was bad. It. <laughs> you know what though, the, that Lightborn thing. You know, I was listening to the Big Red overreaction, and they pointed out something, and it was such a true statement. After that, they went to that clip of Lightborn with his head down just feeling like the biggest asshole on the planet and riley comes over there and pats him on the shoulder and and they were saying you know when bo pelini was here bo pelini would have been over there ripping his ass off of and just freaking out on him i mean and probably rightfully so you just had a negative two yard punt you probably yelling at him was gonna do nothing at that point you're not coaching him at that point i mean the guy god i mean has to be a record or something. How do you get a negative two yard punt without? I tell you, I've never, I have never seen a negative two yard punt that wasn't blocked. Ever. Yeah, it's impressive. He should get an extra impressive. star on his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> he had to get kicked off the team for it. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. What what other what other aspects of the game did you guys agree with or not agree with? Well, Derek, you know, I will bring up. Tyler mentioned. Okay, we're doing this again. Tyler, Go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> Derek, you mentioned penalties, and I will just real quickly say that one penalty on Keith and Carter, that personal foul, was the biggest flop job I have seen in college football in some time, and that's worse than some soccer flops. That was terrible. That, that way, he got pushed off of. Oh, I thought you were um, going to bring in another NBA reference here in this show. <laughs> no, you can only have one episode. All right. I mean, I mean, Ty- Tyler, I agree, but I mean, even if you take that one away, there's still seven penalties, and it's not good. Now, Tyler, you talked about the defense and how we kind of got gutted a few times. Look, we we our defense only gave up 85 yards rushing. And only 180 yards passing for a total of 265 yards. I, I I think the defense played probably one of their best games. Now, not that not that Minnesota's offense was so the third down conversion was bad. It, we were eight for 16, so we gave 50 percent of our third downs. Uh, but but overall, I think our defense played really well. And, and you talked about them being inside the 20. And possibly tying it at there at the end, and our defense stepped up when they needed to, and we picked it off. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I mean, it, I, thought, I, I thought defense played really, really well in this game. Yeah, I thought the second overall was outstanding. The out, they were they were completely outstanding. I, I don't know if there's anything that you could say that uh, we lacked on the defense. I mean, I thought our front seven they they certainly did enough to win. Obviously. But uh, the lockdown U, they they earned that name. They kept it. Offensively, what did you guys uh, think? I thought, as far as you know, we talked about Tommy Armstrong, but I thought all of the skill position guys they looked good. Terrell Newby, he was out of this world. This was probably. Do you think this was his best game this year? I mean, he looked darn good on the screen plays, running up the middle. He, he fought for some yardage. He was the number one running back for us. I, he earned it. I don't know if I'd say it's his best game of the year. I mean, he's had some impressive games, but what I will say is I love the play calling from Langdorf. I have been sitting in my living room or at a bar a lot of this season praying we start running more screens, either wide receiver. And we came out the first half and we ran – Wide receiver screen, wide receiver screen, running back screen. I mean, the play calling is a lot more of the offense I was hoping to see this year. And, uh, I, I mean, we nailed it. And then that was a big part of the victory. Derek? Uh, you know, I, I will say this. Newby had as many yards as all of Minnesota had brushing the ball. He had 85 yards. He tied him. I, is it was it his best game? I I don't know. Uh, th- th- he definitely had some good runs. Uh, Armstrong had some good runs. Did you guys granted think? It might, granted, it might have cost us Armstrong for the next couple games. Yeah, I don't I'm, say that. Did you guys well, think that you, you Armstrong? Talk about, you talk about hamstring. When you start talking about hamstrings, it's tough to. 
come back from that sometimes. Speaking of Armstrong real quick, and I meant to bring this up earlier, but uh, was it just me or did it seem like Armstrong was actually a little bit quicker? He seemed to be a little bit quicker on his runs, uh, especially at the beginning of the game. It just seemed to be he, he had that extra step. I mean, maybe he was running harder. I don't know, but he looked like a different type of runner in this game. Uh, speaking of speed, Trey Bryant. How about that guy? See how fast he ran on that on his pass play for the touchdown? That was amazing. That is something. It, that it was. It the, was. The bench uh, is good for running back. The bench is good for running back yeah. after this year. When newbie leaves, I mean, he's had a great year, and he's definitely earned number one running back. But that game, I mean, you see what Brian did. You've seen a little bit of what Zigbo and Wilbon have done this year. I'm I'm very confident with their future at running back. The only thing that I saw that was, you know, that, here goes the same old story. You know, and listen to the show. You know, we always have the same complaints. You know, we're always going to bitch about special teams because they're bad. Offensive line, they're inconsistent. But I got to say, guys, uh, I saw on Twitter uh, Damon Benning, he tweeted out, and somebody else tweeted out another play. Uh, Dylan Utter, he was completely getting molested out there. He was getting thrown on his back, whether it was by the D lineman or there was a linebacker that just threw him on his back. He was getting he was getting tore up. You know, his sense of balance was worse than Keith Williams after rear-ending an Uber driver. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> it was, I don't know. And, and you know, I th- he may have been hurt. But, DUIs uh, are bad. Do you? Yeah, DUIs are bad. But uh, he may be hurt. You know, he's questionable now. He's got a bum ankle. So I'm hoping that was the reason that he was just getting lit up out there. Uh, but... You know, it, it it was good to see uh, Gerald Foster out there. Uh, we're young, we're young, and but we'll, we'll we'll get better. Anything else you guys want to say about the O line? No. God, I just killed it with a molestation joke there. But uh, <laughs> oh, I I've got a molestation molestation joke, but we'll get we'll get into that we'll get it we'll we'll get into that when we get to Maryland. Let, let's get into Maryland right now. <laughs> All right, I dread where this is going, but go ahead. So okay, so Lorenzo Harrison, one one of Maryland's top running backs, and DJ Turner, one of their receivers, have. Been, they were suspended last week and possibly suspended for this week. It's indefinite. We don't know. Maybe they play, maybe they don't. But one of the charges that they had was one count of school molestation, which is levied when a oh, student or individual has been threatened with bodily harm on university property. And I found the uh, – I, I found that funny. I, I – that's an I'm actual charge. Sure, I get it. Yes, apparently this is an actual charge. I, I, how a school molestation? I, I I don't I don't get that, but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, come on. That is uh, definitely yeah. different. Wow. I'm speechless. Uh, but but I, hey, I don't know how to recover from that. If they're out, <laughs> hey, if they're out two guys. 
if they're out two guys on their offense, and, and, and don't and don't take uh, the Lorenzo Harrison. That guy's averaging seven point two yards per carry this year, and so don't so don't take that lightly. If he's suspended, that's a big loss for Maryland. It, it is. No, that, that is. A, Go ahead, Tyler. No, I mean that 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 is a big loss for them. I mean the the big concern for us going into this game. I mean is is again Tommy Armstrong. I mean we talked that hamstring is tweak. Um, Riley today said, you know it it still might be a little early uh, or a little ambitious to say he's going to play Saturday, but they're hopeful. I mean I think Tommy's a trooper and he's going to show up, but you know what what is worse than no Tommy is bad top. And with a hampered hamstring, you, you do worry about what you're going to get for him. But, you know, I would say that, you know, as big as this game is, if Tommy can go, I want to see him out there. It's senior day. His yeah. career has been not – I'm not going to say he's going to go down as a legend, but that guy's shown a lot of heart. He's played a lot of games, and he's going to be our leader across stats. He, he needs one more start in Memorial State. He's he's definitely earned it. You know, there, there's uh, quarterbacks like Taylor Martinez. I wish I wish things would have ended differently for Taylor Martinez because he was such a fun quarterback to watch, and you know he was he was a little bit polarizing, just like Tommy Armstrong. You know, you love him or hate him, but here with Tommy Armstrong, you gotta love what this kid has done his entire career. He's never done anything but give his best. And he's, he shows heart. You know, it's almost like the replacements. Hey, we need heart. We need heart. That, that's heart right there. Yeah, so he definitely needs to play because, you know what, I'd probably I'd take bad Tommy over Riker Fife. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll go that far. I mean, I, I made it clear that I think Tommy's a lot better than Riker, but, you know, I mean, going into this game, I, 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 it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, this is not a gimme game. Um, you know, in your day, is, it's going to take a lot of effort for us to beat Maryland. Um, you know, we have not been overly impressive in conference play. Our biggest margin is against, uh, I believe, Illinois with 14 points. I mean, we, we have not been overly impressive in conference play. Maryland hasn't been very impressive either. No, they did as well against Ohio State as we did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Derek, what do you think about uh, Maryland? Well, uh, you know, being the stat guy that I am, I have to give out three completely. <laughs> I have to give out three completely obscure stats. Stats that don't mean anything, but I found them entertaining. So Nebraska, since they've been in the Big Ten, is nine and three in debut games. So I, I think that is a good stat for Nebraska. Uh, another one, and, th- and this one is completely obscure. This one is terrible. But so on November nineteenth, Nebraska is twelve and two. Now I don't know who keeps track of these stats, but <laughs> but 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 whatever. We're twelve and two. It's something to look forward to, right? Uh, okay. So here, here comes the bad one. Here comes oh, the. God. Here comes the bad one. So when Nebraska is ranked 19th in the AP poll, our record is five and six. All, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like we're a shit team. Derek, I, I, what, 
<laughs> do you, do you realize ahead. these are the stats that they give during Major League Baseball games when the game is boring as hell? And you're dropping <laughs> these obscure stats on our half-hour podcast. They were entertaining, all right? I thought they were funny. I, I don't know who keeps track of this shit, but hey, they're stats. <laughs> I learned they're something true today. Stats. I never would have known that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good to know. I would, someday I'll care well, about your sources. But uh, speaking of sources, uh, we got to go back to Derek on another source. Uh, we got to get into the picks. Derek, how did we do last week? Oh, my God, we were all terrible. But nobody was worse than, than Tyler. Uh, Tyler, you went one and three last week. Yeah. It, it was a bad week. Hey, hey, none of us did good. Justin, you and I both went two and two. But Justin was the only one to pick Nebraska to win, and he got it. Mm. Damn right. I, I think I made a caveat with my pick. If Tommy plays, we win. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. bogus. You can't do yeah. that. I pick Nebraska if they play good, and I pick <laughs> Minnesota if we play bad. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what I did. But. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, I did some good research this week. My picture is spot on. Perfect. Story. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's try get, this. Let's get into it. All right. All right here we go. It. We got number five, Louisville at Houston. 14 points. And this game's tomorrow night, guys. This will be fun. Yeah. Tyler. I mean, Louisville Louisville's looked good all year um, against bad teams. You know, a month and a half ago, we thought Houston was a really good team. And. They, they have it proven out to be. Louisville knows they need to win. They need to win big to look good, to have a shot at the committee. That spread's going to be tight. I don't know if they quite get it, but I think that Louisville wins the game. Uh, look, there, there's just two words that have to be said in this game. Lamar Jackson. That's it. Louisville wins this game. Yeah. They, yeah, I'm with you guys. You know, uh, at the beginning of the year, you guys know how I love the Cinderella stories, love the underdog, and, you know, I was all about Houston and Tom Herman and great job that he's been doing, especially after they dismantled Oklahoma. But, you know, they've turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to shred them. Uh, we got number 23, Florida, at number 16, LSU. LSU's 13.5-point favorites. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a really intriguing game. I mean, this game was supposed to happen about a month and a half ago uh, in Florida. Obviously, the hurricane came through and screwed up that whole schedule. Really sad. Um, you know, it is shocking to me that LSU somehow negotiated that deal to get it in uh, Baton Rouge. But uh, but that home field is going to be a difference in the game. I mean, this is the only SEC game of the weekend. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be a good one. I think LSU wins. I think they cover the spread and they look really impressive doing that. Derek? You know, you know, I, I part of me really wanted to pick Florida in this game. Florida's got a really good defense. They have no they have no offense, but they have a really good defense. So part of me really wanted to pick LSU uh, Florida to win this game. Until I seen this. They have two uh, they have two get they have one game in common. They both played Arkansas on the road. Florida got killed by Arkansas, thirty-one to ten, and LSU beat Arkansas on the road, thirty-eight to ten. 
Does that automatically mean LSU is going to win? Maybe not, but I think you definitely have to give the nod to LSU. They're playing good ball right now. Well, and I think you can attribute that to Ed Orgeron. He's got the team playing very well. Florida, they just—they don't seem like uh, they're up to the task, and LSU wins. I got uh, 22 Washington State at number 10 Colorado. God, how long has it been since Colorado's been number 10? It's, it's sad that they're back in the one. Don't answer. It's that. sad that they're back in the top ten before we are. Um, Ooh, no, I mean the, all the games this weekend. This might be the most intriguing for the committee. Um, you know, right now Washington State is technically up in their division, and Colorado's up on their division. This, by all extent of purposes, is the Pac-12 title game at this point in the season. I mean, um, you know, this is going to be a good game. Um, I like Colorado to win. Uh, they're at home. They have had a good season. They, I think they fought the victory. Damn. I, I agree. Uh, Colorado has only given up 176 yards a game passing. I, they have a good defense. They run the ball really well. So I think they control the clock. I think Colorado comes out with the win in this. I do. Well, I still can't stand Colorado. So I'm going to go with uh, Mike Leach. Uh, besides, he's got Luke. What Cole. was that? That's a uh, drunk Mike Leach impression. <laughs> Mike Leach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be me, and after about one more hour, but uh, besides, you know, he's got Luke Falk, and uh, he's been tearing it up this year. He's passed up for over thirty-three hundred yards, thirty-three touchdowns, and only six interceptions. I got Washington State winning this game. We All got. Right. Number nine, Oklahoma at number 14, West Virginia. Oklahoma's favored by three. Yeah, I mean, this is my uh, upset of the weekend, and uh, my upsets have not been going great for me this uh, season. But, um, you know, West Virginia still has a good defense. And, Derek, you touched on this when we were talking about the top 25. I mean, they're getting no respect. Um, Going out to West Virginia, I mean, that's, you're not going to confuse that for Memorial Stadium or the Big House, but I mean, it's still a home field. I, I like West Virginia to pull the upset and beat Oklahoma. You, you know, I was torn on this game. In, in this game, the FPI is only 54.3% for Oklahoma, so it's pretty much a toss up game. And the, the, the major factor to me was. Baker Mayfield, man, that guy's looking so good this year. I, I, I don't know if West Virginia's defense could stop him. I, I got Oklahoma winning, maybe, maybe not by much, but I think Oklahoma wins this game. Well, I don't think Oklahoma plays very well on the road at all. In West Virginia, they're the least appreciated team in the playoff committee's eyes, but West Virginia gets the win against Oklahoma. And now for the game of the week. Game, game, game. Oh, wow. We should have practiced that. That was pretty good. (laughs) All right. Maryland at number 18, Nebraska. I believe Nebraska is still 14-point favorites. Tyler, give us your score prediction. I mean, that's a lot of points out there. Um, But but I like my Huskers. I picked against them one week. Uh, I think Tommy's going to tough through it. Um, My prediction, I like Keith and Carter to have a big game. Senior day, his season hasn't turned out the way we liked. Um, 
I, I like him to have a huge day in Nebraska wins 34 to 20. What, what, say that again. Nebraska wins 34 to 20. Nice. Derek. <sighs> you know, this, I think this is a tough game for Nebraska in the fact that I, I don't know Armstrong's. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough to play. But regardless of whether he plays or not, I think our defense steps up and stops these Terps. And I, I think we win this game 28-13. Well, Maryland, they've lost five of their last six. And uh, headed into senior day, there's no way that we lose. In fact, we're going to blow them out. It's senior day. Bring it. Nebraska wins 38-10. to 10. We're going to get that signature victory right here. Not signature, but we're just going to get a big win. So uh, we're running out of time, guys. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. If you want to keep the conversation going, give our friends at 4th and Too Much a listen. 4th and Too Much too much can be found right here on Podbean. They insist I warn you, it is not a kid-friendly show, but it is indeed entertaining. So check it out. That is 4th and Too Much. So with that being said, remember to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter and on Podbean. Friend us on Facebook, send us questions and comments, or even hate mail. You can participate in the goddamn weekly score prediction contest on our Facebook page. And on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll do it again next Wednesday. And as always, go Big Red. You can't say goddamn on the air. (laughs) Hell, no one's listening shit.